Y'all appreciate everybody for uh, joining us back here in the locker room, episode number 75. It would only make perfect sense if it was episode 76. I guess I can explain that a little bit more later. What you're watching right now is Take to Take the Podcast, uh, where basketball lives is what we like to call it. Make sure that you go and subscribe anywhere that you find your favorite podcast podcast in addition to uh following along on all social media platforms at take to take hoops t-a-t-e-s-t-a-k-e-h-o-o-p-s so i do see you out there uh if you are watching us where we are streaming live on periscope as well as on twitch on facebook on youtube all of that good stuff so this is our hawk talk uh segment particularly where it's kind of like a round table essentially uh about the atlanta hawks how they've been doing um maybe some concerns some strengths some weaknesses the directions that they're trending and so forth and uh without further ado i want to make sure that i do this and do this correctly and properly please forgive me in advance in the event that there is a little bit of a lag to an extent uh as i'm kind of doing some different things remotely and just kind of working through the process. So please be patient with me, please, and thank you. Uh, but before anything else, I want to make sure I bring in my very, 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 very talented guest, man. This is my dude right here, man, Terrell Thomas. Ah, uh, there you go. There go the homie, man. Want to make sure I get him taken care of. Uh, Terrell Thomas, who is content creator, sports and entertainment reporter as well. Make sure that you uh, check him out on social media and things like that. Matter of fact, uh appreciate you t man for joining me uh and uh um i know you've had some opportunities to get down there in the state farm arena check out the the teams and so forth uh, since they've uh reopened it to some of the media members and whatnot definitely want to hear about some of your experiences with that so far but not before you fill the folks in on where they can find you uh on social media and so forth uh first and foremost thank you very much for having me it's always a pleasure to sit down and chat with you uh talk basketball talk the hawks um you can check me out uh on social media at eldorado2452 uh you can also check out some of my work on theseurbantimes.com uh, and as you mentioned, I, uh, I have had a chance to uh, attend some of the games, but they were both kind of uh, as business. I haven't like formally went in as media yet, uh, but the experience has been different, uh, of course, with all the safety protocols that's taking place and uh, downloading the Clear app to make sure, you know, you have no fever and things of that nature before entering the building. Uh, so it's been a bit different, but those are the times that we're living in today. Let me ask you this, man. I kind of want to uh, jump right into it a little bit. When we're looking at yesterday's game that took place against the Detroit Pistons, I think last team in the East, if you will, um, how much emphasis or weight did, do you feel like that that particular loss holds? Because I feel like we've seen this at same Atlanta Hawks team that has looked, you know, obviously really good, significantly taking steps in the right direction and so forth beating some good teams. I think Milwaukee may have been one of those not too long ago amongst uh, some others, but uh, then this happens with Detroit. 
I want to get your take a little bit on, on, on how much weight that a loss like that could potentially hold uh, for a team like this in the 100 to 86 loss uh, last night to uh, to the Motor City. Uh, I, I think it's one of kind of uh, those double edged swords, if, 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 it, if it makes sense, because right now down the stretch, uh, any loss is kind of pivotal as things are getting tighter. And teams are trying to lock in position as far as seeding and, and uh, playoff position is concerned. But with last night's game being uh, the second of a back-to-back, uh, with all the injuries in which the Hawks were already facing going into the game, uh, and then suffering two injuries uh, uh, during the game, uh, 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 it was it, it, it was just it was, it was hard to see. You know, it, it was hard to see um, any game. It seemed like in which the Hawks kind of picked up uh, while beating the Miami Heat and beating uh, the Milwaukee Bucks as of recently. It seems like, you know, uh, that that ground may have been lost uh, last night. Um, but I think as far as the lo- locker room is concerned, I don't think a lot of the guys are kind of sweat last night's loss. Uh, but that loss could be key uh, as it comes down to seeding in the next few weeks. And that's what I was going to ask you about the seeding and so forth. And what does yesterday's loss mean? and things like that uh, because it's not only just a bad team, but obviously right now they're uh, tied for fourth in the East with uh, with the New York Knicks and uh, just trying to kind of get that monkey off their back a little bit in terms of being considered like same old Hawks to an extent, uh, if you will. But I want you to definitely talk a little bit about the injuries. I want to give the people a little bit of, uh, of an update to an extent because we did see um, – Kevin Herter go down uh, with an injury on yesterday. Maybe get you to expound on that a little bit. Saw Brandon Goodwin that was wheeled off. Uh, talk about that. And uh, maybe when we can expect some of the other guys, maybe like Trey Young, uh, maybe um, uh, and, and DeAndre Hunter, uh, maybe even Cam Reddish and some of these other guys, when will they be expected to return back and uh, be able to see the floor again? Uh, uh, as far as Brandon Goodwin and Kevin Herter are concerned, um, we're still kind of waiting on some reports for them. We could actually uh, get them momentarily as we're sitting and speaking, uh, quite honestly, uh, you know, with it, with it being a two o'clock hour. Uh, last night, however, Coach McMillan did say he expects uh, Kevin to be okay. That uh, from last night, he he believed there's just a stinger. Um, we still could cause him to miss a few games, but we won't know directly. Uh, Brandon, we still have to wait and see as well. Wishing the, the best for that young man. Uh, it did look like he rolled his, his ankle over uh, kind of nasty last night. Of course, as you mentioned, was carted off in a wheelchair, uh, something we don't see, you know, uh, on a regular basis. So prayers to him. Hopefully uh, we won't see him out too long. Uh, as far as Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter, some of the other guys that are currently on uh, the injured list, uh, Travis Slink has uh, given mention that we could possibly see Trey and DeAndre, DeAndre excuse me, before the week is out. Uh, now the Hawks have a pretty interesting schedule uh, in the next two games. They'll be in Philadelphia for their next two games, uh, taking on the 76ers. It's kind of one of those rare back-to-backs where they're on the road for two games playing against the same team. So they'll play the Sixers on Wednesday and Friday, I believe, uh, before coming back uh, here to Atlanta and State Farm Arena. Uh, so we could see Trey and, and DeAndre. Not sure if it'll be that Friday game in Philly or once they get back here to the A. Um, and we're still kind of waiting once again for word on uh, Red Velvet and be goody, but th- this Hawks roster can't catch a break as it sees, like as it seems. Uh, the injury bug has just been flying around State Farm Arena all season long. Yeah, let me ask you about this because I want to talk a little bit more too about uh, about some of those injuries. And my apologies for 
the adjustments that are made optically, but um, a- as it relates to uh, the injuries, okay, because, you know, there was, you know, like you said, the Lou Will situation. There was times we haven't seen uh, Clint Capella, John Collins when Trey was actually able to play. And then when Trey is not playing, and, you know, you do see John Collins. And uh, what are the, I guess we haven't really seen all season long between the regular players that were on this team coming back from last year and then the players that were acquired in free agency and the players that were trade for. We haven't seen this whole group cohesively as a unit playing together all at the same time. Um, what do you think that that, partic- that this particular team looks like in the event that we do get a chance to hopefully fingers crossed, toes crossed, eyes crossed, <laughs> and everything else, uh, that we will have a chance to see that at the perfect time in the playoffs. Uh, break down to me what you think that that team will look like. And I guess this is a kind of a two-part question, which is a huge media no-no, but I'm going to do it anyways <laughs> because I think that you're equipped enough to handle it. Uh, so between that and um, how much emphasis are you really putting on injuries? Because I asked uh, quite a few people this, you know, where you have these injuries and it's like when you lose those games, like, uh, you know, we injure, man. You know, that injury stuff, man, you know, we're we not 100%. But then you win those games while you still have some of those injuries. Like, and we winning with injuries. <laughs> and what? You know what I mean? It's kind of like that double-edged sword that you were just talking about. Can you break those uh, couple th- things down to me? please yeah okay uh so uh, as far as the first question is uh or, or the the latter question was concerned about how much stock is in, in injuries and things um i personally i think it depends on who is injured quite honestly and and, and what that role is that that player serves on your team so just to say take it to another team we take it to the lakers with lebron being injured that's a that's a key injury you know like we wouldn't look the same as if uh no disrespect to his game or nothing like that. But if a, a KCP was injured or a Kyle Kuzma, it doesn't have the same effect because their impact isn't the same on the Lakers. Similar here with the Hawks. Trey Young is, is our kind of engine starter. He keeps the thing. He keeps the train moving and whatnot. With him being injured, that's pivotal, um, per se, is, you know, somebody further down the, the roster, maybe like a Bruno, someone who doesn't get a lot of minutes and their impact isn't as key. Um, then to the first part of your question, I think this Hawks team, man, it's so funny because we're about to enter the playoffs. We've damn near had a full season of NBA basketball. We're still projecting and assuming, um, because we haven't had the opportunity this season to, as you mentioned, see this Hawks roster, uh, at its full strength. Um, you know, this league is a, is a league where we see stars win, um, and the Hawks aren't maybe top heavy as far as name, household names are concerned or stars are concerned. Of course, Trey Young, is, his star is still rising in the NBA. Uh, he may not be an everyday name, name like the LeBron James or the Kevin Durant. I think it's kind of just sexy, sexy or attractive to say, oh, you know, the Brooklyn Nets are going to do their thing or something like a, a top heavy team like that. But this Hawks team, man, at full capacity without injuries, I really, really think can make some noise and possibly, possibly push the Sixers, Bucks, or Nets uh, in a playoff series because they are loaded. Um, you, you can make an argument that uh, just per se, whatever five starters you want to put out there on the floor for the Atlanta Hawks, that there are bench players that you have at least two to three players coming off of their bench, whether it be a Gallinari or Lou Williams. We don't know how the bench is going to shape out, if they're going to put Herder in the mix, if they're going to put Hunter in the mix. Some of those guys can start legitimately on an NBA roster. 
so it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I, I think the Hawks, though, uh, I think where they are right now is possibly that fourth seed in the East. Uh, pretty much speaks to where they are with their roster. Not not having uh, 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 you look at the 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 Bucks. They have two stars. You could say in Giannis and Drew Holiday. Uh, you look at the Sixers. They have two stars. You could say with Embiid and Simmons. Uh, with the Nets, they have multiple stars. But you can pick any two. You can say Durant and Harden, uh, Durant and Irvin, Irvin and Harden. With the Hawks, once again, you just kind of we have Trey Young, and we have a lot of talented players after that. Um, but those talented players are damn talented, man. Uh, so I, I I do think uh, projecting once again, uh, I think the, this Hawks team can be very, very, very scary uh, in the postseason, and they can push any of those three teams in the East uh, uh, to the limit. I'm glad you said that. That makes a good point because everybody loves to talk about what all these other teams have in terms of, well, this many, you know, all-star players or two or three, you know, superstar players. But one thing that I don't think a lot of these other teams have that the Hawks do have, to your point, they have a lot of flexibility between guys that can play multiple positions where you have your herders and your hunters and your, you know, reddishes or whatnot uh, that can, you know, play two or three different positions. I guess somebody like a hunter can play a two or three and a four in some cases. Uh, and, and just, you know, your John Collins who can maybe fluctuate between four and five occasionally and things like that. And so, uh, maybe even, you know, getting some instances where I don't know if it's the most ideal, but in the event, much like he does on the second unit, Lou will in the event that there are situations where it's situational, maybe if he's playing some point, give Trey a little bit of some time off of the ball and things like that. So I think that it all definitely makes sense. Uh, got my dude, man, Terrell Thomas in here joining us. Um, content creator, sports and entertainment reporter. Uh, Mr. Everything is pretty much what I like to call dude. He's all <laughs> over the place, man. Make sure you're following this dude because when news is breaking, and y'all know how I am, I'm just kind of like the basketball dude, but like when news is breaking, sports, entertainment, music, like you name it, my dude be on his stuff, man. Like I just, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, it's inspiring. It's very inspiring even for me. So y'all make sure that y'all go and check my dude out on the social and y'all can thank me for that um, a little bit later. Um, let's go over now to, uh, let's see where we're going to go with this. How about this? Perfect. Atlanta Hawks now 34 and 28 on the season. That's over a, uh, I can't tell you too many times that we can say like the Atlanta Hawks above 500, almost about the <laughs> inner playoffs type of deal. Uh, but that's happening. 54% winning percentage. Uh, it should say one loss when, uh, uh, one loss. Uh, in terms of their streak, uh, not sure why it says one win, but it should be one loss from Detroit last night. Seven and three in their last 10, first in the Southeast Division, uh, tied for fourth in the East with the Knicks and tied for 10th in the NBA with the Knicks. How surprising are just those, all of those statistics all on that bottom ticker right there. How surprising is that? Like, did you think that we realistically, like, this camera ain't even on. It's not about bashing or praising Hawks. I know you only keep it 110% thorough and organic. Like, when you were looking at this Hawks team, tell me what you saw from them last year, like your expectations entering the year where a lot of people's expectations were like sky high and through the roof. And then compare that to the effect that how they finished had on how you would view them this year entering the season in terms of how you would see them around this time of the year, if that made any kind of sense, which it probably didn't. 
Yeah, no, no. So uh, last year, of course, uh, with the Atlanta Hawks not being able to enter the bubble, their season pretty much ended in March. So it was so many, uh, so many question marks that were out there, so many things that were unknown. Uh, once we saw kind of the moves in which Travis made in the drafts and the moves in which he made in free agency, uh, I was kind of eager to see how things pieced out. Um, but I did, I initially thought, I said, okay, the, the Hawks are going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, we know very well from on numerous occasions sitting in on Hawks meetings and things that both uh, Tony Ressler, the Hawks owner, uh, as well as Travis Slinks, Hawk president and GM, they both want to win. We have heard that over and over. And they don't just want to win. They want to win a championship. They, they, they Their expectation here is to bring a championship to Atlanta uh, to create that championship culture. Um and it's been some years, as you mentioned, as you mentioned, it started off. It's been a long time since we've been able to say the Atlanta Hawks are over 500. Um, but I did believe I said to myself, OK, well, the Hawks are the, the with the mission in which uh, the leadership and the ownership wants um, with the pieces in which they're putting together uh, and kind of just looking at the trajectory of, you know, another year in the trades belt. things like that. I thought the Hawks were going to uh, were going to surely be a playoff team. And I kind of had them positioned at number six. I had a lot of people hearing uh, they'll be like, oh, they're just going to creep in as the eight. I didn't believe they would be eight. I didn't look at them as being I, – I literally I, I said they'll be the sixth seed in the East, uh, maybe winning the first round and possibly be a second-round exit, kind of still learning, but we'll see some progress. Um, I'd be lying to you if I said that, I, that they would be the fourth seed in the East, uh, and honestly, I could easily see them being the third seed right now. Like I, did, I didn't see that um, coming into the season at all, so I won't say that, especially – with the injury, like, cause we, when we mention this team, we have to mention the injuries because, uh, and I think this is something that'll be exam examined down the line. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if we've seen a team in sports history that has been hindered, hindered in one season by injuries. Like we've seen this team, like it just, it kind of, it doesn't make sense. You know, it, it really does not make sense from the way, you know, Chris Dunn, we just saw his debut last night. It's about mm -hmm. 12 games left in the season. And we're just seeing a player's debut who was picked up onto the roster in the off season. Um, so, you know, the, with, with, with the coaching change, um, as you know, I was a big fan of Coach Pearson. I wish nothing but the best for him in the future. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to see the results on the court uh, the way that we wanted to as fans, as media, as Hawks supporters, however you want to put it. Um, but what, what Nate McMillan has done, what Coach McMillan has done, I, I didn't see that. Like, I just thought so I'd be lying if I say, yeah, hey, you know, I thought this Hawks team, um, on paper, like I said, I thought they had the talent to be at least uh, the sixth seed, that they may be competing for the sixth or seventh seed. Um, so, no, I didn't. The, the numbers that are on this board right now, and not even the Hawks. So shoot, you said tied for 10th with the Knicks. I don't oh. think I would have seen that. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, tied for fourth in the East with the Knicks and 10th overall. I don't think I would have seen that. So, no, I, I don't think I would have seen uh, anything about what this young Hawks team is doing right now. Uh, couldn't predict it. No, sir, not at all. I want to do this, man, because I've got so many different questions. And what I want to do is I want to package them all up uh, into a uh, into a particular segment that we have. And I think that we went through this with you on the last time, kind of like a somewhat rapid fire type ish. So this is the first time I want to be able to say that in terms of uh, the sponsorship, which is sponsoring the segment uh, called Quick Release. Of course, we got Terrell Thomas joining us. The powered and sponsored by uh, Exotics by Curtis Smith. Make sure that you're looking good, feeling good, playing great. And then you can see the um, 
you can see the website there at the bottom exoticsproducts.com and then the discount code takes take put discount and put the discount code takes take in there um to get your 15 percent right at the checkout so uh, a little bit more elaboration on that on the back end after we get to it off but while he's still on let's make sure that we don't have him in here yawning and let's get to some of these questions <laughs> that let's let, let's get to some of these questions that i got from my dude man so here's what's up next and I want to make sure that I, I'm, this is like perfect time because I'm like, man, I really hope I can get Terrell. Like people are like, what's next? What's up next? And I'm like, I want to get Terrell on on Tuesday because he's a native of Philadelphia. These are two really, really important games that the Hawks got coming up next. Uh, one of them on tomorrow. And they're essentially back to back meetings with the same team, but not back to back games per se. Um, and then of course, uh, after that on Friday, also over the weekend in which would be considered a back to back on Saturday against Chicago, uh, on a homestand who's currently 11th in the East, who's realistically, this is a Chicago team that now that what 10 teams can be considered, uh, a playoff Play. at this point, um, this is a win that they definitely need just probably as much as the Hawks trying to do a good job at making sure that they don't overlook uh, the Bulls. Give me some of your keys to victory against Philadelphia uh, for tomorrow's game on Wednesday and uh, how urgent you believe it is that they need to split one of those meetings. Um, I, I think it's very urgent that they split. They have to split. One, um, just kind of as, as as we spoke on several times so far, as we're moving closer to the playoffs, you kind of want to make a statement as well with other elite teams uh, who you could have the possibility of seeing and facing in the playoffs again. Uh, the Sixers right now are second in the East, uh, uh, as mentioned. So they're a top-tier team, and uh, they're looking – to finally get over the hump and possibly represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. So the Hawks want to make a statement. Uh, I think it'll be key, especially with their loss on Monday night to Detroit. They don't want to fall too far back um, because I believe it's 7-10 to 10 that'll play in the, in the, in the game. And when you're talking about um, that will play kind of, you know, in, in those play-in games. And there aren't a, it's not a lot of space between four and seven. The Hawks could lose two games, and next thing you know, they're dropping to number six and number seven, and, you know, they're borderline playing in the play in the playing uh, tournament and whatnot. So I think it'll be very key. This this week is big for the Hawks. The two games versus the Sixers, then that back-to-back game uh, that'll take place on Saturday against the Bulls. Uh, as you may ask for uh, uh, some keys to the game, I think the play of Clint Capella will be, will be key. Can he contain or slow down uh, – uh, NBA MVP candidate Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid has been playing the best basketball of his career. Um, I know he's missed a few games, but I think I, personally, I, if I had a vote, I would vote for him or Steph Curry for the MVP right now. Um, I think uh, Joel may have just missed a few games that may uh, kind of haunt or hinder uh, that MVP campaign, but he's playing phenomenal. Uh, ben Simmons just returned uh, to the Sixers lineup after missing a few games due to the flu. So he'll be looking to get back into the swinging things. And with the Hawks not having Trey Young out there, I think, uh, however, Clinton Capella is able to kind of control or can, uh, contain uh, Embiid in the paint will be very key. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the matchup of the big men in the paint uh, for my key to the games on, on Wednesday and Friday. 
Give me a little bit of a prediction or a projection on how you believe that this Hawks team will fare in the next three games. Is that an 0-3, which we certainly hope not? Is that a 3-0, which I feel like is being extremely generous? 2-1, 1-2, what says you, Terrell Thomas? I'm going to go 2-1. Um, of course, I, I never I never want to throw a predi- prediction out there of a loss for the Hawks. I want them to win every game. But I think if they're going to lose a game, I think it's going to be tomorrow, a Wednesday's game. And only reason I, I I say that one Philly's at home, so they're, they're they're waiting on Atlanta. Atlanta traveled to Philly last night. They had a day to rest today, of course. Uh, no meet the Sixers tomorrow. We just still don't know what their roster will actually look like. Like who will be healthy and able to play. Uh, that's why I'm gonna go with uh, a possible loss tomorrow. Then by Friday, having a few more guys possibly back in the lineup. Lou Will possibly back back in the lineup. Maybe Trey and DeAndre, as we mentioned, back in the lineup. Of course, we'll have more certainty on the injuries that Kevin Herter and B. Goody face. We'll just kind of have a little more certainty on how the rotation and the lineup will look on, on Friday. Uh, and I think on Saturday, once they're back home, I think they'll also be looking to continue to keep pushing. And I think they'll, they, they'll understand that Chicago needs the game just as bad as they do, and they'll go ahead and get a win. So, as you mentioned, 3-0 in a perfect world. Uh, what will, will be what I would love to see, but I'm gonna go two and one. Um, with them losing on Wednesday and then going on a two game winning streak over the weekend. This is what things look like currently when it comes to the Eastern Conference and NBA playoffs, and what it would look like in the event that it started on today. Worst case scenarios, best case scenarios for the Hawks in terms of seating, just based on what this looked like if it started today. Where do you think that if you were the Atlanta Hawks, uh, how things, um, I guess in this case, they would be considered, what, a tie for four? So uh, technically they would be, what, a five seed? Does New York have the upper hand when it comes to the tiebreaker? Yeah. So either way, it's still a four versus five matchup. Maybe your thoughts on what that matchup could look like and even if things did shake up a little bit, uh, where where do you believe that the Atlanta Hawks would have the best case scenario in a matchup in the in the playoffs versus versus their worst? Uh, the best case scenario, I do like that four or five matchup between the Knicks, uh, two kind of uh, inexperienced teams. If that makes sense, like uh, the Knicks don't have too many veterans on it. Derrick Rose, of course, but too many vets that would help give them the upper hand as far as postseason experience is concerned. Um, so I think that could also help help the Hawks. Um, they seem to match up very well, although Julius Randle has been a problem for the Hawks this season and the next two matchups against the Hawks. Uh, Julius Randle has, has pretty much put on his big boy pants and went out there and went to work. Um, so I, I think that, you know, would, would kind of be uh, something to watch. But I, I think uh, in the first round, the Knicks possibly would be that uh, best scenario. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing the Hawks move up to three and possibly having to take on Boston. Boston hasn't been the same not the same Celtics team. Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out though. Are are they just uh you know are they are, are they trying to play us right now? You, you know, kind of packing them into the playoffs and they're gonna turn it on into another level or something like that. Um, they do also have that experience in which the Hawks do not have. Um, whether it's Kemba, Jalen, or uh, Jason, all those young cats uh, have that playoff experience. Um, so, I, you know, I, I will watch out for a team like Boston, but if, if they stick to where they are right now, that four or five position and got have to take on the Knicks, uh, I like I like the way that the Hawks were favoring that matchup. Just a couple more minutes, a couple more questions. Terrell Thomas, 
joining us here for episode 75. Now you can see why, because he's a Philly native. I said it probably would have made more sense to get him on for episode 76. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we definitely thankful, overly grateful that he has the opportunity to join us. Um, you're relatively and fairly close to my knowledge anyways, to a player like Lou Williams, who's the most recent addition uh, and piece to this team. What have you seen in terms of the benefits from having somebody like Lou and just what has been different about this? I'm sorry. Yeah. What has been different about this team since adding Lou that maybe uh, we didn't see when there was a Rajon Rondo or that we didn't see, um, you know, last season or before he got here in general, despite any other player compared? What 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 has been the difference uh, making uh, things that you've seen out of bringing him back home to Atlanta once again, where he's where he's from. You know, it's rare in sports period where you see a trade in which both teams win, uh, or a scenario in which uh, both teams you know get the best result. I feel like the Clippers felt like they need needed a a, a a point general, a point guard out there who could really quarterback the team in the postseason, uh, and they had that in Rajon Rondo. Um, of course, we, we haven't seen too much of what he's going to do for the Clippers in the regular season. But I think they're also kind of like trying to save their secret weapon uh, for the postseason. And similar here uh, with the Atlanta Hawks. the Hawk, Lou Williams is a, is a very unique talent. Uh, of course, he's very popular in the, in the NBA. Some people call him like your favorite player's favorite player in X, Y, and Z. But I think it's overlooked upon what all he brings to a team. Uh, of course, he's won the sixth man of the year award multiple times. Um, so we know about his scoring prowess or scoring impact off the bench. But not only is Lou Will a great scoring guard, a great shooting guard, he also understands the game. Very, he has a very high basketball IQ. So he can play the distributor when it's time to play the point guard if necessary. Um, what I've enjoyed seeing off the bench so far from Lou has been that pick and roll, which we've seen with Lou and Gallinari when Gallo's been on the court. Uh, what the, the two-man game, which we've seen from Lou and Bogey, where Lou and Bogey exploded uh, the other night here at State Farm mm -hmm. Arena. Lou Will just has an impact in the locker room and on the on the court in which the, they needed another scorer for sure. With all the injuries that were taking place, of course, Bogey was injured early, early in the year, so we weren't able to see how great of a scorer he is. They needed another scorer. They needed someone who they could put the ball uh, in his hands and kind of like let Trey Young uh, kind of and and all all that is all of that is what Lou has brought to this team. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's it's kind of hard walking the line of a media member and you know like having cats and wizards. You make it cool with, uh, but I was ecstatic, of course, uh, when I when I did when I when I when I found out Lou was coming to Atlanta, I was ecstatic um, for for many reasons um, because I thought initially that he could help the team. Like I thought that I thought I. There was a glare in which they needed another score. And as you mentioned, it's, he's a hometown native uh, uh, of the Atlanta area of Gwinnett. So it's dope to see that young man have an opportunity to come back and play in front of friends and family, especially when the Hawks are on an upward trajectory. It's not the same old Hawks as you, as you, you know, as you mentioned. So with him having an opportunity to help them succeed, uh, I thought that was great. Um, I like what he, he kind of mentioned uh, post game a few games ago about, uh, he he was kind of not not like a days ago. I don't want to say that, but he was playing more of a point guard role. He wasn't looking to score as much. And he said, Coach McMillan told him, "Hey, you know, we brought you here to score. That's what you do. You know, like get get out there and get busy." Uh, and he, he, he's been able to do that. Uh, so I, I've been very impressed 
uh, with everything that Lou has brought to this team, um, I think we'll, we'll see some uh, some. I think we'll see the best of uh, what Lou can bring to this team once the postseason gets here, though. Two to three, real quick. Last questions for you. Uh, entering the postseason, okay, or even just between now and the postseason starting, whichever. Uh, what is the biggest area of emphasis you think that the, should be the Hawks' primary focus as they get ready to try and prepare for a run? Man, if I'm going to be honest with you, and it's kind of messed up, I don't know how much of a – if they'll really be in position to do so. I think the Hawks' main focus right now should be health and, and getting everyone healthy and, and actually possibly being able to put out that preseason projected roster on the floor for the postseason. Uh, I know that'll be hard because us as fans and as media members, we hate when we see players sit out games uh, when we know, you know, it's like, oh, the team scheduled this sit out. Ain't nothing wrong with this person or that person. Um, so we don't we don't necessarily want to see them, you know, uh, having players sit out games. And I also think that it could be detrimental to having players sit out games as far as at, with, with the uh, the seeding race being as close as it is. You know, they could play around and have a few players sit out a few games. Those games turn into losses. And as we mentioned a, a couple moments ago, that now they're in the playoff play uh, uh, seating rounds and whatnot. You know, they're in those playing rounds. Um, so I think health should be a key because you want your team to continue. It seems like they're gelling. It seems like they're beginning to really form uh, chemistry on and off the court. So you don't want to mess that up any more than it already can be or has become due to injury. So I would say health, man. I would I would say health. Staying healthy uh, would probably be their, their key focus to me. Let's turn the page over to this right here. Not in comparison to what we thought they should have been a year ago. Not in comparison. Not not even adding necessarily. I guess we could take the injuries and so forth into account, but just really not comparing it to anything just based on the play that we've seen this year. What kind of a letter grade up to this point do you feel most comfortable uh, saying that you would give the Hawks uh, for this year? <laughs> All right, here's my bias homer grade. Uh oh, here it go. I knew my boy was gonna pull it out. <laughs> but, but, but in all in all honesty, man. I, I, and I was gonna I, say, and my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. And I was gonna say outside of that grade and tell me why you gave that grade, by the way. In all in all honesty, man, it's kind of hard um being able to watch the ins and outs of the Atlanta Hawks right now. It's kind of hard to not get these guys an A. It, it, it really is kind of hard to get them, not to get them an A and not to get them, give them an A plus. We have to look at the adver adversity. Like the, all of those things matter, in my opinion. Like all of those things, uh, you know, make up a season, make up like, you know, like the adversity in which the team faces. We, we talked about that in 2020. Oh, the Lakers are the champions and all the adversity of going into the bubble. Or, oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the champions and the adversity of having a quarterback for the first year. And, you know, like adversity is key in sports. But then we have to look at the injuries and what this team has faced. If sure. we're going to look at adversity, we have to look at a coaching change mid-season, you know, um, no in a season in which there's only 72 games being played. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot of adversity in which um, our, our Hawks have faced and they keep showing up to that and, and meeting the challenge full on. Um, so I, I, I honestly would give them an A. And, and to my to what I said to you earlier, I projected in the beginning of this with, with, with a healthy roster, with everyone out there, I projected them to be six. Um, I have yet to see a healthy roster and they're currently sitting at four. You know, I, I have to acknowledge that and tip my cap to that. So I, I, I would give the Hawks an A right now. They're uh, Right now, I would just keep it at an A. You know, they're, they're borderline an A+. Plus. <laughs> 
Um, but once again, with all the adversity and what we've seen, new new members on new new members on the roster, uh, players get, being hurt, uh, the coaching change, the seventy-two game season, uh, them being vaccinated. Let's go, just go ahead and throw that out there. Shit, I mean, like back they're one of the backs. Yeah, one of the playing I would I would have to give the, the Hawks uh in that organization an A right now. For sure, for sure. Not even to mention having to get some of those uh acquired players through trades and free agency on the same page so quickly because those are very key pieces uh exactly. for this team. Last but certainly not least, as we get ready to get uh, get you up out of here, bro. Uh Talk about what's up next on the um what's up next uh in terms of uh projects and things that you're working on. Like I said, you're you got your ears to the streets, man. You're all over the place all the time. Make sure you give them a follow. I'm sure you're gonna throw the social media out there. Uh once again, the handle and so forth on where to follow you. Go ahead and feel free to plug away. But I'm just curious as to uh what different projects and so forth that you got coming up next. Uh well, of course we're we're getting ready for the NBA postseason. So I'm 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 looking forward to that gearing up praying and, and seeing you know how things are going to shape out what will 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 we be back in the building for the playoffs and things of that nature so I'm, I'm i'm anxious to see how that all unfolds uh and and just the world of sports not necessarily nba uh the nba excuse me the nfl draft is this week so i'm definitely uh anticipating that uh looking forward to see how things shape out that'll be a full week of coverage right there um Doing some things that you mentioned with with uh, Lou Williams. Uh, if you have an opportunity, please uh, check out a record label, Winners United. Uh, artist uh, Keem Ali, uh, aka Kimi Casanova. He's making a lot of a lot of noise virtually, uh, so continuing to push him and keep things going that way, and continuing to build and brand these urban times. Uh, you know, uh, continuing to get get that brand out there, get our message out there, and continue to try to break and, and present as much exclusive content and uh, urban content as possible, man. It's always phenomenal to sit and talk with you, man. Like you're, you're a cat. I got a lot of love for started in the arenas. We, uh, you know, we're going to always laugh. I think as we, I, I think as we you get talk. older, we're going to tell our grandkids about Salt Lake city and, <laughs> and our experience in Utah. But that's, that's the, you know, those few days was something that I'll never forget as well. And, and you, good sir, like uh, you're, you're one of the few men out here who I can honestly, I respect your mind so much, dog. Like you teach me a lot. Uh, you the, the game of basketball, not just on a professional level. Shoot, if there's a young cat out there in second grade right now with a jump shot who's got a chance, the show gonna I let know. us know. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna let us know. And I I have the utmost respect to how you continue to create content, inform us. Yeah, and, and once again, on, on all levels of basketball, not just the NBA, college basketball, high school basketball, AAU basketball, uh, and so on, man. So I'll be continuing to be tuned in and, and stay abrupt to what you present and what you have going on. No, I appreciate that. You might have oversold it a little bit. So the check's in the mail, bro, but don't cash it yet because I, I don't want that boy to bounce on you, bro. No, I do uh, – I appreciate the acknowledgement and uh, and just the recognition, just the kind gestures and the compliments all across the board, man. I really mean that. And uh, I do thank you very much, man. We're going to get you up out of here before you make me cry. That's my boy Terrell Thomas right there, content creator, sports reporter, entertainment, uh, music. Man, my dude be all over the place. I'm meeting people out in L.A. and we both finding out that we got mutual friends, Terrell Thomas. And I go to another place. And it's like, yo, you know, Terrell Thomas. My boy, Tall Boy, shout out to Tall Boy. Shout out to uh, Tall boy. boy. Like, yo, you know, I'm like, yo, everywhere I go, like, like, folks is like treating me out to like have nice adult 
beverages and, 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 and decent <laughs> little finger foods to eat, man. Just off the strip of our boy Terrell Thomas, man. That's so <laughs> uh, that's always uh, appreciated, man. Overly grateful and thankful oh, that you're able to join us, bro. And uh, just keep going. And again, I know that Terrell uh, is, is one of the people that is heavily influencing the support black media uh, movements. Uh, along with Nick Hamilton, who I met in L.A., and I definitely want to do a better job at getting behind that as well. Uh, so just he's one of the people that's just constantly, consistently and persistently pushing the movement, man, supporting black media business. So don't just talk about it because we know y'all out there. Everybody right now, that's the way. That's the thing to talk about is, you know, supporting the black businesses and supporting the black media and so forth. But I see y'all out there that's doing it and that ain't doing it, too. Uh, so definitely want to just go ahead and throw that out there. So just support, man. It's always a, a, a beautiful thing, man. Double T, appreciate you, bro, for joining us for uh, episode 75. And uh, we're going to have to do this again perhaps sometimes when we start talking about the Hawks in the playoffs for the Hawk Talk segment. Much love, man. Thank you once again for sharing your platform with me. Absolutely. That's my dude throughout Thomas. Y'all make sure y'all go and give my boy a follow, man. Cause like my dude be like all over the place. He doing it like he's making things happen. Um, and he's just a super cool dude. I spent for those of you who were not aware before, I, I did have the opportunity for my first time ever to go to Salt Lake City, Utah, and kind of kick it with my boy for a little while out in Utah. And I will be okay if I never have to go to Salt Lake City, Utah again. But uh Always meeting people who's familiar with Eric Woodyard. There goes another guy. So appreciate him uh, over at ESPN as well, who kind of connected us too. So um, uh, I'll say this in closing, uh, as uh, I, I definitely alluded to it before, but I want to make sure I do my part. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more. Make sure that you guys are going to pick up these products, man. These are 110% all natural products. Here's one of them. And I know that the uh, lighting, it's kind of messing things up a little bit, uh, but it is. This is particularly the uh, the the blue water uh, wake up uh, and, and 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 stringent facial spray makes me feel outstanding in the morning. Getting out of the shower, just washing my face and so forth. A couple little sprays of this on the face, not too close because I don't want it to blind you, but just a little bit across the face and leave a nice little shine. Leaves a nice little uh, very clean and crisp. Uh, I guess you can say um, feel to the skin and so forth, man. Just really good energy in a bottle and in a product in general, man. This is very, very inexpensive. And I'll tell you guys where you can go and get this stuff here in a second. But uh, definitely, um, as you can see there at the bottom of the screen on the ticker, uh, some of the different options that are provided. Uh, now, I must warn you, this this is stuff that um in these products is going to you know uh, restore a lot of energy positive energy if you will if you will and just tons of confidence i've even been able to notice the difference in my skin particularly uh so um and i don't just put anything on my skin you know so when we do start talking about some of the substitutions for alcohol uh right alcohol that is uh for um for maybe different lotions and so forth and um and um you know acne uh restoration for just the skin in general uh it's it's definitely uh eczema all those things things that i help help with all those things i want to throw out another product because these two are just particularly my favorite man these are the blue water and of course 
the sweet Jamila is always like a huge, huge fan favorite. Smells outstanding. I'm telling you, like it, it, it sells itself. Uh, feel free to go on the website. Let me pull the website up for for you guys so that you can see uh, once again one more time, so you can see exactly where to locate some of these products. I'm even gonna help you guys get a little percentage off as well. So there it is. Want to make sure you guys remember. This is like taking uh, health is wealth. Uh, to a whole nother level. Look good, feel good, play great. Exoticsproducts.com. X-O-T-I-C-S. Don't just take my word for it. Try it out. I wish one thing that I could do for you guys is, um, is, is I wish that I had the power, and that's essentially kind of what it looks like. Uh, I know that the lighting is kind of messed up a little bit. Smells outstanding. Trust me. Listen, I wish that I was able to tell you guys to go and pick up some of these products. Uh, grooming products essentially is what it is. Makes very good gifts for uh, for just because. Uh, very good gifts as well uh, for um, Father's Day coming up. Works well on for women as well uh, and stuff like that. All 110% natural with no chemicals. All 110% natural. So uh, just makes really good gifts. Really good. Uh, re- really good gifts. And I wish I could be able to have you guys go and purchase some of these products and guarantee you that if you don't like it, you could throw it away. You can give it to somebody else, do whatever you want to do with it. And I'll be able to reimburse your money. I'm not quite in that position just yet, but that's just where my mind is for right now. Trust me, go to exoticsproducts.com, hit them with the discount code right before checkout. Tate's take T-A-T-E-S. You see it right there at the bottom. T-A-K-E. Get your 15% off. Make sure that you thank me later. I know people are like, dude, you're like talking my ear off right now, but it's for a great reason, a great purpose. Take care of your skin. Give it what it deserves, if you will. Let's finally go out and do the right thing. Supporting black businesses is what we're talking about here. So, of course, that even helps me out on the side a little bit. And guess what? I even got something else really super cool and awesome right here. By the way, you'll never use all this Dove Men's Plus Care and Bar Soaps and all this uh, 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 different uh, axe sprays and so forth, all this stuff. Hey, listen, Sweet Jamila, even very good as well for uh, using it as a substitution for sunscreen without all those chemicals in it and everything else. I'm telling you, man, this stuff is, is outstanding. Who can't use hand sanitizer right now? Very, very inexpensive products right here. So y'all go ahead and check those out as we get ready to get up out of here. But make sure that you go. You see the logo right there in the top right-hand corner, Exotics Products. Go at Exotics uh, on Instagram as well so that you can go and check out uh, some of the different testimonials and so forth that people have. Um, at Tate's Take Hoops on the Twitter, T-A-T-E-S. T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. You know that that's where basketball lives. Again, thanks to Terrell Thomas for coming through and uh, joining us, blessing us, and gracing us with um, with his uh, with his knowledge and his expertise on the Atlanta Hawks. Remember to go and give him a follow. Um, and uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama where they can find, always find, the best, the most entertaining, the most educational, and the most informational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. It's called Tate's Take, Episode 75, signing off Deshaun Tate with Tate's Take. We'll be back to join us on Thursday, I believe that it is, where we will have 
uh, Jermaine Jones from uh, the University of Georgia, formerly of uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, and my dude, D.A. Lane. Both guys played at University of Georgia. Going to talk a little bit about some of their businesses that they have going on and so forth and what they're doing in their communities to kind of assist and help people out in the times of need of COVID right now, uh, amongst other things, including a little bit of talk about Georgia basketball and maybe some more Atlanta Hawks. I don't know. We'll see. So we'll talk to you guys then. That's going to be taking place. Uh, I believe at four o'clock on Thursday. So keep your eyes and your ears open for episode 76 with DA Lane and, uh, and Jermaine Jones. Appreciate you guys for watching. Thanks. Bye.